All right, what's up, everybody? It's Albert Campa and Joel with the Cantina MX podcast. This is episode 169. So we're talking semifinales from Liga MX, Liguilla. I guess we'll begin with the... Uh, what's up, Joel? How's it going? Hey, chickies. It's been a fun week. A lot of football talking points. So uh, glad to be back. At the cantina, so we could talk about talk yeah. about all these moments. Grand final, yes. Yeah, so I guess the first uh, um, the first series in the in the semifinales was uh, Cruz Azul Monterrey. Um, since we last podcasted last week. And the only thing that I wanted to say about that was uh, coming in. I believe at the beginning of uh, of the season, I pr- I I went with Monterrey to win the whole thing um, because they were so stacked with Pizarro and uh, Aviles Hurtado and all those guys. But then during the season, they didn't play very well, and then all of a sudden, Liguilla it looked like they were they were ramping up with uh, Funes Mori getting a getting a chilena, and then uh, and then getting a one zero win against Cruz Azul in the first leg. Of course, uh, Cruz Azul barely uh, was able to tie him up in the global and then and then pass through because they were higher up on the on the table. The super leader curse did not affect them. So they were able to advance. You know, what were your thoughts on the on that series, Cruz Azul Monterrey? Yes. Definitely I believe I believe um Monterrey Monterrey were one of the favorites, even though they started the season pretty sketchy. It, it took them a while. Um, but that's a team that's very stacked and that has been, you know, they've been fighting for that league title. I mean, on, under under Mohamed, they lost two finals in a row. So it's 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 definitely the team that knows how to, how to get in Liguilla and... and and play so it's it's pretty impressive, you know, for for Cruz Azul, you know that that because you, you could say player for player, Rayados is more stacked than Cruz Azul, you know. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah, it's pretty it's pretty for Cruz Azul. I think they've had a wonderful season, uh, having won the Copa and then finishing first. Wait, second? Were they first or second? Um, with. Well, they finished top the table. Uh, yeah. First, right? They they did they, they did end up did they end up first place? Yeah, Cruz Azul was. Uh, we have we have uh, one first. job chickies and we're getting it wrong. Cruz, yeah, no, they Cruz were back and forth with America. Yeah, for first yeah. and second. Um, so yeah, I mean, that those are those are big accomplishments. Uh, sometimes, as fans, we don't realize. Just just uh, it's not that easy for for teams. Even to finish a season with thirty points, that you know it's it's no easy task. So that that has been really good points, and it shows just how well Cruz Azul has been working, and and they're in they're in the final now. So they were they were starting to get some flag, you know. Some of the press just like to they just like to create controversy or or make things seem worse than they are. So they were saying how Cruz Azul struggled, but 
Well, you know, Mon- Monterrey was a team that, that could have beat, beaten them, and, and, and no one should have been surprised. I mean, they, that's the whole saying that Liguilla is a separate tournament, you know? And we've seen yeah. it many times in Liga MX when you have teams that they they end up qualifying in eighth or sixth, but they caught fire at the right moment and they run away with the league. So so that's like two separate tournaments. So just because Monterrey had struggled, that doesn't take away from how how good of a team they are. So yeah, I, I think uh Cruz Azul might not have looked as spectacular, but but they took down a heavyweight. They definitely took down a heavyweight. Yeah, and Pizarro got his goal in the first the first game. He got off a header. That was uh you know, it looked like Cruz, uh, Monterrey was was running on all cylinders. He's also playing well on the field as well. Um, you know, the way he does controlling the ball and and everything. And uh, yeah, it was looking good for them. But the one zero, the one zero win in Monterrey left me left me doubting. I was like, with all the with all the hype that Monterrey was receiving, to just yes. leave to just leave the Tamalero oh. with a one zero win and our <laughs> advantage was sort of like. Lackluster. Yeah, yeah, and and that's something I think we talked about uh, in our previous podcast, where you you needed a bigger, uh, a, a much bigger um, uh, win at at least two zero to if you if you're hoping to take out a team like Cruz Azul, especially a team that's ranked higher up, that with a draw will will you know they, they're gonna get the preference and and. And this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah, so Cruz Azul, I think that was, uh, they had 36 points. They, they did well in the league. They, they won Copa MX. So they're, they're having an awesome, an awesome season. They made it to the final. I think yeah. even, even the way things are right now, everything's, everything's great for them. They, yeah, they're set up for success. I mean, and and this is what Pelaez just having arrived. What is it? Six months ago. And and they're still they're still gonna do some cambios uh, next season. They could probably bring in another striker. I think Cartucho Quemado, Car- Carterucho. Yeah. Uh, I think he might not stay for long. They, they he he scored a few goals, but I I think they could do better than him. Uh, you know, send them to Atlas or something, and and <laughs> if they get a prolific striker, watch out, man, because that's that's just what they need. You know, they need a, a good prolific striker, their own Gignac, and and Cruz Azul will 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 be scary, man. They'll be scary good. Yeah, they had some. Uh, he had like some clear opportunities. I recall one in the second leg of the Monterrey series. Yeah. And he missed it. Yeah, um, he, it was just one on one versus the goal. Yeah, he hasn't been as 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 prolific as 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 good as expected. You know, they they brought him in thinking he was gonna at least be in the double digits, but he just he has struggled a lot. So I I could see him being transferred out next season because Cruz Azul. Definitely will have, they'll have enough in the piggy bank to bring in, to bring in the top striker. Uh, so yeah, 
No in Pelaez, he likes to bring from from within the league. Uh, you know, there is the whole Boselli thing that with Leon. Yeah. He's a proven player. He could get you those double-digit goals, you know? Uh, that would be so a perfect. That would be a good one. That could, I mean, what he, you know, eh, it's up to, to see if if he, if he, You know, um, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. Uh, probably could be a See, Oh, shoot, you're cutting out, I think. I think you're cutting, you're cutting out. I haven't. Hello? Yeah, okay. You're back now, I think. I, I hear you cutting off, Chickies. Oh, you do? Yeah, I heard you cutting off too, man. Why are you? You're blaming me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe it's the stream no. itself. Yeah, is is I think because I I heard you. Um, just... Yeah, yeah, uh, but but I I think that Cruz Azul, yeah, they're heading into the final. Uh, they they did not look as spectacular going in, and they're definitely not favorites, especially after what America did, and and not just for that game, but America's overall record. I think they're like fifteen games undefeated or something like that. Which is pretty impressive, man. Pretty impressive. But we're not surprised here at the cantina. We've been, we've been singing Piojo's prices for a long time. I think, I think he just gets a lot of bad flack because of some of his shenanigans with the selección. Uh, just a lot of overall hate, which is pretty ridiculous. But if you go by the numbers, he's, he's been very consistent coach. The only, the only thing though, like I wasn't on the last uh, episode with you guys, but uh, um, I, I haven't seen Soho in America do as well defensively as I've expected in the previous, um, see, I think quarterfinals. Um, they were there. It seems like they were bunkering and playing counterattack too much and letting um, letting the opponents in back into the game a little more than they should. Um, the only thing that I fear with the Cruz Azul, like when I was watching Cruz Azul Monterrey, I was thinking, okay, they, um, they should, they should just lose this series and go out right here because, <laughs> because, uh, because if they do, at least they're in third place and they're not in second place like they usually are. <laughs> because yeah. if they go up against America, I was like, you either win and you, you're like, you win two cups, Copa Max and League, or you lose and you're subcampeon once again against the Papi America. So it's like for Cruz Azul, the pressure is, is there even extra because of their history with America in the final and just in, in general being subcampeones all the time. Yeah, that's, that's definitely going to be, uh, one of the major obstacles for Cruz Azul. And, and I think this, this is where Pelaez, you know, comes in and, and I think he's done a great job. And, and the way I see Pelaez, I see him as like Danny Ocean and in America as the Bellagio man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he he studied it, man. He he knows 
He knows all the quirks. He, dude, he knows that club inside and out. He was a player. He was a directivo. <laughs> he knows of the players that are there. He, he just, dude, I think he makes a big difference. He's definitely an ace under Cruz Azul's sleeve. Um, there's, there's interviews with Piojo where, where, because, because Pelayas work with Piojo, not, not just at America, but also at the national team. And, and, and Pelayas, he works very close to the coach, to the manager, you know, to the point where he, he, uh, they go over tactics and, and why they do this cambios or, or why certain players, you know, he, he's on top of all of that. And, and so I, I think he knows Piojo's playbook, man. I think he, he knows a lot of the things that are that Piojo's bound to do or, or how, well, you know, yeah. a, a lot of his moves. I, I think he, it's like, it's like your coworker, man. You, you, you get to know what, what, uh, you've been around your coworker long enough. You know what, what they order to eat or, or, or how they like their coffee. And, and that's, that's how I see Pelayas, man, going, going up against Piojo. I think unless Piojo's gonna, you know, I, I don't think Piojo has to alter anything just because the squad the way it is, but I do think that helps, you know, that, that definitely helps Cruz Azul going in and having, having that intel. Uh, I think that's gonna be big and, and I think that will help Caxinia a lot. Um, that's a good, uh, that's a huge point. I never thought of that. Yeah, no, he, he, and they worked together for a long time. It's not like they just spent one tournament. They, they, you know, they, they, they've worked together long enough that he's, he's, he, he should have a good understanding. Um, I was talking to some of the, I was talking to Ivan from the Eagle's Nest pod and mm-hmm. they don't seem to worry about that. They don't think it's a big, you know, but wow. I do, man. To me, it's like, it's like this dude's peered into the, you know, he's, he's seen, he's seen the schematics. He's seen, he's seen the playbook. Uh, do you remember Waterboy? Did you yeah. see the movie Waterboy? Oh, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> remember Henry Winkler? He, he lost his playbook that yeah. other coach stole. <laughs> That's kind of, he's, he's, he, he took my playbook in my manhood. Um, but that's kind of, well, not, that's a bit exaggerating, but that, that's almost like the, along the lines of he's, he's seen his playbook, man. He's, he's, he's gone through Piojo's notebook with his drawings and he's seen the X's and O's, man. I like uh, the epic, the epic, uh, the epic phrase. Eres un estupido. He would be king, man. He would be king if he takes uh, Cruz Azul to this, to this title. Hey, to me, two titles. To me, he already is, man. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned right now, no other GM is, has been as consistent as, as Pelayas. They've come close, but Pelayas, man, those numbers, insane, insane. And, and I bet he won't have a shortage of job offers from Liga MX, you know? Um, ultimately, I would like to see him with the selection, just because hmm. uh, just because of how he works. But uh, that might not be the case for a few years. Doesn't seem to get along with Yon De Luisa, who's the 
who's a head honcho, and, and John DeLuis is the guy that kicked him out of America. So, and if, and if Pelaez beats him, I don't think John DeLuis is going to like that much either. <laughs> I feel like, you, you know? Yeah. Well, as far as, like, I mean, I'm not rooting. Like, Ron was asking who who you're rooting for and all that. Um, yes. I'm not really rooting for anybody. It's I'm just for the entertainment value. But uh, there was an interview with uh, Chuy Corona that, with, uh, what's his name? Osvaldo. Osvaldo Sanchez interviewed him, and they they went over the the uh, Moises Munoz goal and the, the final where they lost. And uh, I think... Chuy Corona and whoever else was on that team. It might, Cata Dominguez might have been on the team as well. But they, they deserve, like, all the suffering and hardship they've gone through being Cruz Azul players. Uh, they deserve, they deserve to finally win, win a title. So I would like to see them win. I'm just thinking they're probably not gonna, but it would be great to see Cruz Azul win this. No, I, yeah, I, I am hoping for them to win. Um, a big reason, because I'm a big fan of Pelayas, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, and but you know the issue is, along with the my fellow Chiu hermanos, is that is that um, a lot of these teams are getting closer to to the titles that Chivas has. Um, it's, but but I think the writings, and you know, ultimately they might catch up or have more campeonatos than Chivas. Because right now it's Chivas and America head-to-head. If America wins, they take the lead. But, but you know, Cruz Azul wins. They're closer to, you know, bumping down Chivas, which the, I think the writing's on the wall within the next 10 to 20 years. Chivas could easily fall down to fourth or fifth as far as campeonatos won. Because Chivas has been winning just one campeonato every ten years. Uh, if you at that rate, yeah, they're bound to get displaced. We've seen teams, especially now with the short. I say now it's like, especially since you know um, Liga MX went went to the short season, the double tournaments, and and we've seen teams like uh, Santos come up. You know. Yeah. So I think it, it is a matter of time. When when it'll be it'll be interesting. Like Chivas might look like a mid-table team, <laughs> which hey, I hey, I'm gonna catch some flack and hey, and uh, you know we've been trying to say it here because we we were they they were telling us on the Facebook we were too pro Chivas, but but hey, look, I'm, what I'm saying now I, I've caught a lot of I've caught a lot of um flack from from Chivas hermanos on Twitter for. Saying stuff like this. Um, but let's, let's take a quick look at league titles. It might be, it might be a, a thought that the Mexicans, that the young, the young Mexican kids that want to do well, uh, want to go to Europe. And if they go to Europe, then they're not going to Chivas. And Chivas has a Mexican base, so they end up. Um, getting the you know the players that aren't the greatest. No, you know you know I'm 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 gonna tell you um basically what it what it what it comes down to is that um it, what it comes down to is that um 
Goddamn. Oh, just how much money it costs to hold on to a, to a team that, that is, you know, like, like if you have a championship team, so it becomes very expensive to, to have, to hold on to, to that squad. And that TOS has never been able to do for the past, man, probably since the 60s. They, probably since football was semi-pro, they haven't been able to hold on to a team long enough. That yeah. that you, they they could keep competing and, and and you know that's one of the things I saw where, where he get I was getting a lot of hate, but it's like you really can't hate on him too much because it wasn't really his call to get rid of those players. He didn't just decide, hey, I don't need these guys. It was more institutional thing where they were like, we can't pay for all these guys. Uh, get rid of them. Yeah. So, and here I am defending this guy. But um, <laughs> oh man, um, so yeah, America has twelve titles. Guadalajara has twelve. Toluca has ten. See, they're not that far off. Cruz Azul has eight. If they win, they're gonna have nine. Just, just three. And I could see that. I, you know, with Pelayas on board, if he stays there long enough, I could see them winning. You know, at least two campeonatos. Uh, Unam, León, seven each. Tigres six, Santos six, Pachuca six. And then, you know, further down is Monterrey with four. But, um, yeah, Cruz Azul and Toluca. Toluca has been pretty close. They were finalists last season. You know, that would have put them at 11. Um, and, and, uh, so, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that changes in the next 10 years, which, which, you know, uh, not all of those teams are going to continue doing good, but I could still see them getting a few more campeonatos, especially teams like, uh, Tigres, if they stay with Sinergia, um, which Semex, I mean, Tigres stays with Semex, who's just mad money. <laughs> they, yeah. they could continue piling the titles and Santos if they continue working the way they've been you know they've been doing things again yeah Tigres is winning a, a title each uh, each year except for this year oh John will be on in 10 minutes who yes he, I think he's Yeah, so America, Cruz, Cruz Azul is going to, it's either going to be America with 13, that'll put them up ahead. Of course, our man, uh, our, our man, uh, Rigo doesn't, doesn't want that to happen. Being a Chivas He doesn't fan. want, he, yeah, <laughs> but, but we promise not, not to talk too much about the goats. So yeah. let's, let's move on to the, especially the since they're not in the final. Yeah. Yeah, no, Cruz Azul and, and, yeah, and that's the thing with, with, uh, with Cruz Azul. And, and you know, this is the impressive thing about Cruz Azul. They have 10 runner-ups. So they've been subcampeones 10 times. That's, you know. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. They've been there a lot of times. Um, they've been there a lot of times. So <laughs> we'll see which one they add. Are they going to go to 11? 
I, you know, and right now they're they're the subcampeonismo because no other team has ten ten runner ups. Uh, America and Chivas both have nine. Uh, Toluca has seven, as does Pumas. Pumas is actually tied. Se seven campeonatos to seven runner ups. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be pretty interesting. And Monterrey has four campeonatos to six runner ups. The last two back to back, which, ouch, that must have hurt. So close yet so far. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So next in the next ten years will be interesting. So the. Okay. So for this uh, this matchup, Cruz Azul goes on. They had the uh, better record, so they have the advantage. And they're in the final. And then I guess in the second, uh, I guess we can go over the second series, first leg in uh, Pumas, America, and Seoul. Um, I didn't think it was too bad of a result, but uh, uh, Pumas tied America 1-1. Not ideal for your home game. No. No, it wasn't. And uh, Diego yeah, Lemon scored. Yeah, very similar to the Cruz Azul Monterrey, where you want you want to take a bigger lead from the home game, especially knowing that a draw is gonna end up favoring the higher ranked team. So I think I think that that ended up hurting Pumas. But I was expecting them to put up a bigger fight, Chiquis. I I really thought, you know. I was not. I don't think a lot of people were expecting what happened at the Azteca, man. I don't think people foresaw this massacre. It's pretty brutal, man. I, I, I had to stop watching. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> like even 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 after the one-one tie in the first in the first leg, I thought, okay, that's not good. But um, there's still you know there's still fight in the in the Pumas team. But uh, and I didn't see the full second game yet. I think I'm at the 32nd minute. That's at, I think it's two two one or something three one. Um, but a lot of these these first America goals that I did see were um, well, one of them was a just plain out mistake from the goalkeeper. He 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 didn't control the ball being kicked back to him. He like halfway passed it, halfway dribbled it, and America recovered and and it scored. Uh, they scored on him. The first goal as well was on a goalkeeper where it went through, went underneath him. Um, I think he's a good goalkeeper, but it was just these shots were like too too hard for him, and everything was going well for America. Oh, the header that they scored! I think uh, Oribe scored the second goal, um, and it was just there, everything was going on target exactly like it was supposed to, and it just crumbled for uh, for Pumas. Which they can't, they can't afford. I mean, that's, uh, John, John probably has more insight into the into the play, uh, play with Pumas. But I think they made a bunch of mistakes. They gave, they made mistakes and gave chances where they couldn't afford to do anything. They had, they had to play a perfect game, which they were far from doing. So, I, I don't we have a a song for Pumas? Oh yeah, the, the the choir, the chorus for. Uh, yeah. For, uh, 
we did sad it's a sad flute for pumas That's one sad cat. It's the cat, <laughs> it's the cat choir. His, his milk got spilled. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of a like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Or the something. old cartoons, yeah. The, the alley cat is all crying because he's by himself. Um, you know, because they would do like the side cartoons. Like you, you had Tom and Jerry just beating the crap out of each other. But but every now and then they'll do like you know like a different cat. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Like yeah. they'll show some of the alley cats. Sometimes uh, they were like they would punk Tom. Um, but <laughs> uh, you you know with with Pumas they had a great season. Going back to the whole hitting thirty points. That's you know that that was huge for them, uh, especially if you want to. Get as far away as possible from the from the relegation chart. So, and then with their modest, you know, because they had a modest squad. To, so, to they hit a lot of marks. I, I think that was all good, and and it, it's not that disappointing to be eliminated in semifinales. But but losing to America by six yeah, one it's... that that is that is sorry man that's. That's you just don't allow it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I think at maybe at four or even at three one, the Pumas should have just started throwing kicks and elbows, man. Which is, which I was expecting more of that, you know, it's like, and, and I was talking about, uh, I, I'm expecting to see a red card, you know, because, because mm-hmm. that's just, it's a rivalry, man. And, and if you're, you don't want to go out like, like that bad. So, you, you turn the match into Monday Night Raw. It's a battle royal. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were talking to Ron the other day. Um, you know, he was reminding us of that that America Chivas final, and and then it turned into a, a you know Bataya Campal, and 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 then uh, Chivas that advanced ended up facing Puebla with like, you know, they had suspended players, but. But I was expecting that from. Hey, what's up? Hey, it's it's Profe. It's Profe. What's up? Um, did you see the? Hey. Well, we're we're talking Pumas America right now. Hey, Jolie. Um, are you guys off the air? The my phone shows you guys are off the air. No, I don't know. No, we're on. We're on. You got what's pirata. Up, what's up, Jolie? You, you came, yeah, man. My, my battery probably. You got the pirata signal going. I got the, the iPhone. No, you know, I was just telling Cheekies, I was just telling Cheekies how when Pumas was at least down three to one, they should have just turned the game into a batalla campal, you know? Down fist. <laughs> like, hey, just, it's a Royal Rumble now. Uh, Argentine it, style? It, yes, man. It, it's no longer football. It's, it's putazos now. <laughs> and, and we've seen that uh, you guys have played Sunday Pub League a lot of games would end that way <laughs> especially if one team was overly dominant it was like okay now it turned into a hack fest either either you, you advance or, or you make sure the other team doesn't win their, their next uh, series huh <laughs> yeah 
And, and you know, I know some people are going to say sore losers and all that, but you don't want to be humiliated. So it's not just being sore losers, it's protecting your rep. It's, it's you know, leaving a message that, hey, you, you know, we're nothing to mess with. And so, yeah, I, I was a little let down by that. I wanted to see Monday Night Raw. You know, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the Royal Rumble. Right <laughs> Monday <there>. Night Raw. <laughs> Survivor Series, dude. So I just, I wanted to see high flying kicks and all that, and it just, it didn't happen, man. Wait, when you, you said, when you, when you, when you talk about it that way, though, that makes the, <laughs> that makes, that makes it worse, man. That makes the, that makes the, the Pumas, that makes the Pumas tears fall even harder and the saltiness come, <laughs> hey. come out. Because that, that, that just proves that, like, if, if you want to ever talk about being a papi de, de Pumas, oh. that, 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 that makes it even, that makes it even greater. Like, yeah, they, they, like, they, there's, there's so, there's so much their dad that they're not even going to fight out. They're not even going to sacar las uñas. They're, they're just going to sit yeah. there and take and take it. <laughs> they just they took it, and then they made America a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and they, with their head with their head looking down and stuff. All, all. He would cut out the crusts and put chips on the side and a cold beer. But it was, it was wow. No, it happens to a lot of teams. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to talk about the goats, but... Same thing happened to the goats uh, when Hugo Sanchez, the Pumas, siete uno man. So I mean, I've been there. I know I know what it's like for not to sacar las uñas, and you just want to stop the hurt because you know at one point it's like, hey, you already won, like chill, man. At this point, you're just humiliating me. Yeah. The shades of uh, yeah, so that was... Osvaldo Sanchez crying to the Hondurans. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but that was that was just because uh, the game. I think they were both qualifying at that point, and he was telling yeah, the Honduras, like, "Hey, hey, relax, dude. No need to, no need to, you know, no need to go out like that." Um, yeah, but but. I think it's been a while since we've seen a good, a good fight, you know, a good, a good, you know, just teams decide to go at it. I can't recall the last time I saw two teams that just started, started with the fisticuffs, you know, and especially now with social media, you know, if something like that happened, you'll have all these gifs and memes, so I... I yeah, I can't recall. Hey, well, it's been uh, quite civilized. I saw, I saw videos of the of the fans. They were, uh, <laughs> I guess, it got pretty crazy though. Oh yeah, with the fans, it's, it's that. Yeah, there's been a big rivalry. Pumas America has been huge, and uh, yeah, they would they would take uh, precautions when going into the stadium and all that. Yeah, right, that. I- I saw a video. I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. There's a video of a Pumas fan just just rolling down the stairs in the stadium. In the he, yeah, he fell by himself, though. Huh? I don't know if someone <laughs> threw. I don't know if someone threw him or someone <laughs> somebody Damn. or he tripped. He fell. Oh man, <laughs> it looked bad though, man. It looked bad. So, and then man, I think we... in the in the uh, in the uh, in the stadium in the in the I guess the hallways or whatever, uh, they were fighting and stuff, and security was getting in there trying to stop them. 
have we have any lady lady Puma videos? Because I would like to see that. Or or Puma kid crying again. Just, uh, just new, one. new material. No, but there's there's bound to be new material now, man. <laughs> we do have Lady Boca. Chickies, do, do you have that clip? Yeah, Lady Boca. <laughs> oh, one, one second. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Puma skin. Yeah. Lady. That's Jan. Lady Boca. That's Jan and Beto. Oh, man. So, so, Lady Boca is uh, upset at who is that? At the Chaletto, right? Chaletto? He, yeah, at the Boca Juniors coach because he says that his, his tactical, his, his tactics failed that his cambios have hurt the team. Yeah. When he, when he took out, uh, is, is that the one where he's complaining that he, It's pretty coherent, I mean. Are she talking about like pan coherent. dulce, though? Because I, you know, I eat conchas with milk or hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, she's, she's pissed at the, at, at the, the sub, the Benedetto, the Guanchope Benedetto sub. Yeah, he Benedetto opened the scoring. Uh, so this is, we're talking about now Copa Libertadores, gran final. Uh, which was played at the Santiago Bernabeu, and and uh, Boca opened the scoring, so they had the lead in the first half, and it was off a really good Benedetto goal, man. That pass that set him up, it was very nice, very, very nice stuff. And Benedetto is, he's a Mexican national, uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does get called up to the Selección, just because you have some players like uh, Uribe retiring soon. At least he's gonna be too old for the next World Cup, and and, I, and then there's not that many like Pulido. He they've he's been taken to the selection and he's done nothing much. And the Saldivar kid as well. So I think Benedetto, if he's he's available, they're gonna use him. Um, I think he's he'd, he'd be third string or fourth string though, dude. You still got Raúl Jiménez. <clears throat> you do, yeah, but you, you don't count on those players think- all the time. And you, you got Cheech, uh, he'll still be around, I'm sure. Cheech and Bella. Yeah. No, I know, but you have a lot of muleros, and then you always have injuries, and you have, uh, you know, suspensions, and you have drop in form. So, so I mean, you know, you, you do want those extra players. Or yeah. Players yeah. that are, that are in a good position. And, and that Boca team had four ex League IMX players. In, in the, in is that the why they lost? <laughs> no, I think that's what made them competitive, man. I, I think that team wasn't going to be as as strong as it should have been, you know. Um, 
as well as they currently are. But but I think they're they were co they're going up against Muñeco and and Gallardo. He's he's lining up to be one of the Argentina's next top coaches. You know what he's doing right now. It, dare I say it? It's more than even Bielsa achieved at that age. He's and 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 more than like Simeone, and he's. I think, and I'm gonna have to check, but I think he's already um, River Plate's most most successful coach. He beat Pelado Diaz, so Pelado Diaz was like he was their their gallo, but now it's it's El Muñe, and and he he should probably be making the jump to Europe soon, but he's been he's been pretty consistent and he's been very successful. I think I think that that kind of hurt, you know. Boca to go up against that coach, man. Um, he's if you know, you could say he's kind of like. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put him up up to that level right now to say he's like like Sisu or 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 Pep, but that's the closest we get when you talk about like football in Latin America to a coach. That's been winning that much. That's 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 Gallardo, which America tried to get like a season or two back, but he's you know he's. Did you say Chef? Did you say Chef? No, I said Pep. Pep, not Chef. Oh, Chef I think Chef. Think it's taking a sabbatical. Why? Why you always gotta go there? Uh, <laughs> you know. No, no, no. I'm just trying. To, I, I thought I opening moons, throwing salt. <laughs> no, no, Pep. no, not at all. If I did, I, if I, I, I did, it was it. a slip. <laughs> if, if I did, it was a slip up, but but no, no. Uh, it's a no, no, Gallardo, man. Yeah, man, but Gallardo is something else. Uh, let's let's look at let's look at his success. And uh, dude, did you guys notice that the goalie kept going up, even though Skeloto kept telling them to not. And, and the goalie kept running up. That's yeah. gonna be, yeah. Yeah, that guy lost the lost the team or for the, the third goal, he was at fault. Yeah, the, I, they were talking about that. The narrators were talking about the the goalie that the coach kept telling him go back, go back, and yeah, this guy and, didn't care. He's a, like, uh, yeah, back to Gallardo. He's forty two. He's very young. He's a very young coach, um, and and already, you know, um, hold on. Where's his manager? Yeah, I'm, this thing doesn't show me his stats. <laughs> um, here he is. Um, well, you know what, Jolie, you could probably compare him to uh, uh, what. Oh man, what's the Atletico Madrid coach? Wait, no, I, uh, I got him. Atletico Madrid. Simeone. Simeone, I, maybe. He's... I just said, God, God damn it. God damn it, you want? <laughs> you weren't paying attention. I did. He already no, said. I, I, I just heard you say Chep, and, and, then, and then I kind of. Uh, like, and then, and then, then my you zoned out. Kinda, you know, yeah, like you I zoned out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if. You know, it's, it's like. Uh, you know, like you know, like you seen that, that 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 gif of that dog. Like he sees like a like a cake, and he's got like flashbacks of all kinds of traumatic shit. You know, no, I, I think that's I what saw one, but 
I saw one put the doggies under the bed. There's some coitus going on on top, and and, and the dog is <laughs> it's like a little dog. It's under the bed, and he's he's like me and now. No, this no, one's yeah. He's he's eating a cake. He's getting ready to eat a cake, but he's uh <laughs> he's like a really old dog, and then he has flashbacks oh, man. of like the war. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to see that. But no, no, what well, well, I mean, if you were comparing them to like Simeone, you know, we would just have to compare to how Simeone did in in Argentina, and he wasn't there that long, so probably not fair comparison. Um, but as a manager, he was he won the um, he won the the Uruguay Primera División. Which was a 2011, 2012, and then with River Plate he won the Copa Sudamericana in 2014. He won the Recopa Sudamericana in 2015 and 2016. He won the Libertadores twice now, 2015, which was when they beat Tigres, and 2018 um, he won the I don't know what this is Suruga Bank Championship. <laughs> Just <laughs> must have been. I don't even know where they added this, man. It's like Copa Danone. It's like, must have been some. I don't, uh, uh, he's won the Argentine Cup uh, twice and the Supercopa Argentina. So, man, he 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 really put up a couple trophies up there, you know, as a manager already. Um, doesn't say the league though. I'm pretty sure he's won the league. So, well, speaking of uh, gifts or videos and stuff, the, the hilarious thing that I saw this morning was, uh, well, I, no- I noticed, uh, what's his name? Who scored the first goal for Boca? Or the only goal for Boca? Benedetto. On, on the which game? On, on the, yeah, the, se- the, the second final, game. The so final, final? Yeah, the final, he, uh, he like sticks his tongue out at the, oh, at yeah. one, of the, one of the defenders, and he goes and celebrates, and I was like, oh, man, that's messed up. And then this morning, I saw... <laughs> This morning I saw some guy with a picture of his of him sticking his tongue out, and then he was like turning the paper of uh, you know the, today's morning paper in Argentina of uh, River being the champions and stuff like that, and he was he was sticking his his finger on the guy's th- on the guy's tongue on his screen to uh, to flip the you know to to moisten his fingers and flip the paper. <laughs> it's hilarious. I don't know what I don't know what that celebration was all about. Yeah, man. So yeah, he's he's on his way there, Gallardo. He's gonna be one of their next big coaches if he if he stays if he stays on track. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that was, that was some entertaining drama. The whole. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I didn't want Boca to win. Because I think what they, it was very shady what they were trying to do to win it by the court and, and then even take it a task to the, which is the, the kind of the international. Because, uh, you know, they first they wanted Cormebol to rule it. And if Cormebol ruled against them, they were going to take it to like the, the international board, like the, the court of yeah. sports arbitration or something like that. Uh, call it a task. Uh, and and uh, I mean, that's like, man, why why do you want to win it like that? 
you know, they, they, they were making what happened, their bus being assaulted into a bigger deal than it actually was. Serves them right. Yeah, it all justice ended up in the right in the right spot. You know, they could have they could have won the game in uh, at the uh, Monumental Fair and Square, but they had to go through this pendejada that they did, and it serves them right to get their ass kicked. <laughs> they did it. It's far away. They hours to get their ass kicked. They were even infecting Spain. They were infecting Spain with their uh, with their craziness. Like in the bars in Spain, there was videos of of uh, fans fighting and causing a ruckus. So, Chiquis, sorry, are you are you feeling okay, Chiquis? Or did you uh, have you gotten over? Yeah, I've, uh, I didn't stab any walls, but I was had a headache from uh, from grunting and holding back tears and stuff. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were, you were going to cry? No. <laughs> I was, uh, Chiquis, I was Chiquis, doing... uh, the, 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 the clausura, the clausura starts in two weeks, man. Oh, two more weeks. Yeah. So oh, soon, great. man. So soon. I'm going to be in, uh, maybe I'll go to, I'll, I'll try to go to a game. Maybe I'm going to be in Guadalajara in uh, January. What are you gonna do in uh, in Agarralajara? Got a wedding to go to. Wait, what? What days? What days in January, Chiquis? Oh, uh, January sixteenth. Oh, Wednesday. Seventeenth, yeah. eighteenth, nineteenth. Wow, there's a small chance I might be around there around those times. Oh, small cool. chance, though. Small chance. I'll let you know though. Yeah, I'm gonna go get some tacos or some some stuff. I know a friend in Guadalajara who has a taco stand. Is, is his name Luis? Oh, when I was a kid, I tell people I was from Mexico City. Oh, I've been to Mexico City. Do you know a guy named Luis? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Well, oh, man, do we know it's over 20 million people live there? You know, 50 million. Yeah, probably won't. I mean, these are Americans we're talking about, so probably <laughs> not. Yeah, it's, it's, man, Mexico City's huge. I mean, when I left, it was like, I, mean, I think it was only like 11 or 12. It's like 29 now. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. More people it, live it, in Mexico City than live in Texas. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's infested. Uh. And I say that with highest respect. You know, it's funny about that game last night. I was, uh, you know, when Bumas was down, actually, first thing, I was watching the Cowboy game. I totally forgot about it. Oh. About the Pumas game. Because I was, I was so into the Cowboy game. And, oh, yeah. So I turned it on. It was 2-1. I'm thinking, well, this is okay. You know, if they get, you know, if they get one goal, they're through. And, uh, you know, so there was a third and I know that people want to blame the goalkeeper for it, and he did make a bad. But the dude that passed it to him, I mean, come on, you know, you you can't put your keeper in a situation like that. I mean, it was it was as much his mistake as it was the goalkeeper's. 
Now the goalkeeper didn't do a very good job of, of clearing the ball, but I mean, you know, he was put in a in a he was in a terrible bind. You know, the the three one was surmountable, but when it went four one, I told my wife, I said, well, I, could, I could I could I could go to sleep now. I don't have to worry about watching the rest of this thing because I had to get up early this morning. But uh, it is just it's just a shame that Pumas uh, had such a good season for it to end like that. It was. Uh, you know, is America six goals better than Pumas? Probably not. But, you know, last night one of those things happened. And, you know, you move on. And and uh, that's just uh, that's just how it is. I think all season I've been I was I was thinking Pumas is playing better than than their than their current talent or their current better than expected. And I was waiting for it to all crumble down. Not not huge like this, but sort of Okay, they're gonna lose three in a row or four in a row in the league, um, but they never—it never happened. And they got oh. thirty points, and then this happened. So it, it sort of like culminated to they—they they saved up all their uh, their sucky play for this one final game. Yeah, but, it was—it uh, was just unfortunate. I mean, it was—you know—it's one thing to lose a match when you're beaten, but you know, the unfortunate thing for Pumas is that they beat themselves. I mean, there was a lot of unforced errors. And you know, America had one of those had one of those nights where, you know, the unforced error just, you know, just happened. You know, they just happened to make the plays, and you know, then that stuff happens. I mean, it just, it, it, you know, it is. It was a, it was a, it was an unfortunate circumstance for Pumas, but I, it doesn't take anything away from the season they had. And frankly, Chiquis, the reality for Pumas was, you know, it's after last season where they had a thir- they had thirteen points in the Apertura total. 13 points out of 17 games. And so they needed a season. I mean, I was hoping they would get like, you know, if they got, you know, 23, 24, 25, I would have been thrilled. But 30 points does goes a long way into making sure that they don't necessarily have to deal as much with relegation as if they would have had a couple of seasons in the teens. Um, like, like some other folks did. So that... That, that to me was the key. You know, they did beat Tigres in the quarterfinals. I mean, and that's no small feat. I mean, it wasn't like Tigres gave it to him. I mean, I mean, Pumas went out and won that. And, uh, you know, and Tigres, you know, has been essentially the team of the decade in the in the 2010s in Liga Mekis. So I don't think anybody will uh, will will deny that. So, so Pumas did get a good win. Yeah, it was unfortunate that it happened. But I got to tell you, you know, as – as uh, as as tough as it is to see Pumas win, you know the fact that we have a a really good Clásico for uh, for the for the Liga MX final. I think I think it's terrific for the league. It's you know outside of a Chivas América final, I think it's the final that that uh, that at least the, the TV folk would would, would want to have. Uh, you know, we mentioned we talked about it last week on the show, Chiquis, the Joel and I. You know, there's a reason why Cruz Azul is as popular as ours because they won a boatload of titles for many years, and have, and have always been consistently a very strong team. Consistent. That's why they have as many fans as they do. And um, so we're we're gonna we're gonna see that, and they're gonna play both at the Azteca. I mean, they've had some great finals in the past. Uh, I do think that uh, that America might have the edge statistically, but I think that intangibles. All favorite Cruz Azul, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I have a I have a nephew who uh, 
he's like in his lower twenties. And he was when he was smaller, he was a Cruz Azul fan. And then after a while, after I guess their soup campeonissimo results and all this stuff, he all of a sudden became a Tigres fan. <laughs> and uh so hopefully I think that's I think that might be a trend with that age group and then hopefully uh um with uh with this new Cruz Azul and the good results that they're having, they um they get back the fan base, which it seems like they have. The stadium seemed pretty, uh, pretty exciting on their side. Yeah. The well, question, yeah. the thing I'm, the thing I was wondering yeah. was, uh, um, with the, uh, with the tie with Monterrey, are they, are they not going to be as confident? And then with this, will America be overconfident beating in such a huge, uh, in such a huge way of, uh, Pumas? Where even like Tigres fans are lamenting that they are lamenting their loss. They're like, how could we lose the Pumas? Like, what does that tell us about our team and stuff like that? So it should be an interesting like yeah, uh, mix of overconfidence. Is, is just a ridiculous. I mean, I mean, no offense to Joel, but that's like minimizing Mexico's win over Germany because South Korea beat. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. they're, they're unrelated. It is an unrelated. It just it doesn't mean anything. But, uh, you know, a lot of people my age, and of course I'm in my, so when do you, when, when does, when does the late 40s happen? Is, is it at seven or at eight? Because I'm at seven right now. I say, hey, I'm at seven, I'm 47. So am I still in the mid 40s or have I graduated into the late 40s? Uh, I'd say eight, John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. You're welcome. Yeah. So people, my people are in their mid forties. Like if you see like the Leon Krauses and the Paco Villas of the world, guys that are mid, mid maybe even early fifties. Nine times out of ten, they're going to be Cruz Azul fans, and it's because when we were growing up, they were the glamour team of Liga MX and were for a long time. So, a lot of, especially in Mexico City, I mean, I can't really remember, maybe because I just didn't follow it as much, but I think Chivas back then was kind of, they really didn't really amount to anything in the, in the 70s and 80s. They just... No, they even had a relegation, they even had a relegation scare. So, yeah, so, so it, it was... The, 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 the dominant teams of, of that era were Cruz Azul, Pumas, and and, uh, and and Tigres. Those were the three best teams in Liga MX that were for a long time. And Club, Club America didn't start getting good again until the mid '80s, and uh, then they had their their, their little run of, uh, of championships there as uh, as well. So if people are wondering, you know, you know, how on earth does Cruz Azul have all these fans? It's because they won a shitload of stuff for a long time and, and, and played. And even if they didn't win, they were always, always in the, in, in the thickest of Always. They, they have been a very good team for a very, very long time. They might have had a couple of seasons where they didn't make the Liguilla, but that, but that is a complete anomaly. Cruz Azul has always, I mean, we're talking from the late 60s to now, 50 years. It is impressive. How much they've been, how much they've been able to stay as consistent as they have. You can't say that about any other team in Liga MX. You can't say that about Cruz America. 
You certainly can't say it about Chivas. You can't say it about Pumas. But you can't say it about Cruz Azul. So this was in the long season. I'm looking at their titles. Joel was mentioning the titles. So they won 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 72, 73, 73, 74. And then the gap to 78, 79, and then 79, 80. <laughs> they won like three in a row or something? Four in a row? Yeah. All through the 70s? That's crazy. Long long season. Joel was Cristóbal Ortega was he was he what? Was he a Cruz Azul Cristóbal Ortega? No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that one, Yon. We would have to consult the uh, the Citadel, but I guess the Citadel. He was, was uh, he was here earlier. Uh, did he have his five minutes of gloating? But but uh, you know, Cristor Ortega. I'm looking at the here at the in in my archives and. He was a, a Club America player. Oh, was it America? Yeah. I can't remember the name. It's been a long time. They had a yeah. really, really good team. And, of course, Miguel Marin, who was, you know. The, yeah, uh, El Superman. He's Outside he's, of Ticolin, the greatest goal that ever played in the he's, he's, he's remembered for scoring a known goal. He he grabbed the ball and he, he tried to throw it. And when he swung the ball back, it, it went into his. Well, the ball didn't go into his net, but it, it, you know, it crossed the line. Oh, it went into his net. Oh, he, he dropped it. Right. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like he, he hesitated. <laughs> it's like he hesitated, like he was going to throw it somewhere, and then he, like, he second-guessed himself, and in the act of trying to stop what he was doing, he ended up throwing the ball behind him, and he went into the he went into you can, Man, you can watch I, it on YouTube. I had just seen pictures. That's why I, I um I thought he just swung his arm back. I I never seen the actual clip. I had just seen pictures. Yeah, you can you can call up the clip on the uh, there on the on the page there, Chiquis. Or all you just do like Miguel, Error Miguel Marin, and it, you know, it comes up. Man, I'm looking at Cruz Azul's kit from 1971. It looks very nice. They should definitely. Cruz Azul's what? Their kit, their football kit from 1971. Oh, yeah. It looks very nice. I, I would. Yeah, the logo, everything. I, I would definitely go back <laughs> to that. I got to tell you, the, the Cruz Azul Femenil logo is outstanding. It's really cool, and they and, and they play in the uh, in the Diez de Diciembre, which uh, when I was a kid, Cruz Azul would play there either once or twice a year because that was back at the uh, in Cruz Azul Hidalgo, back at the I guess at the, at, at the factory they they play at the factory stadium every every so often. So, and and that's where the the feminine plays, which I think is really again really groovy. When I say the yes, they say, but people look at me like, "What are you talking about?" I'm an old fart. What can I say? 
What can I say? Dia de diciembre. Isn't there a Dia de marzo or something also? Well, there's a Tres, tres. tres de marzo. Tres de marzo. Marzo. That's Tecos Stadium. Tecos, yeah. It's a nice, it's a really small stadium. It's very nice. I've been there twice. I went to see a friendly one, which was Tecos versus Leon, and uh, Winalda was supposed to be there. Uh, I, I think he tried out, but I think eventually the deal fell through. But I was, I was in Mexico. And, uh, and I saw a Chivas versus Monterrey game. The Jalisco had been loaned out for a I think it was Mana concert or Chente, one one of the two. <laughs> and the pitch was in no condition, and uh, and then Chivas was already eliminated from the from qualifying to Liguilla, so they they played their last game so, of the season at the at the. And so like, 5, 000, you know, five thousand in the, in, the, in the stadium doesn't look as bad at the Tres de Marzo. Yeah. As well, as well. But I got to see Tano de Nigris. You know, I got to see him play and. And Eduardo Isela, who was, he was pretty promising at one was, point. Uh, was Cabrito, was Cabrito he just, still there too? No, no, I think, you, yeah, you know what, but I don't know if he played. He had, I think he had already made the switch to, to the Rayados. Um, but, but I remember, uh, I was keeping my tabs on, on Isela and the Negris. Those were, at that point, some of the young talents were looking to, you know, and they were both called up by those Mesa at that point. Um, yeah, but it was for both. Yeah, the 3 de Marzo, uh, so Guadalajara, Pereta Jalisco, so the other group game was played at Tres de Marzo, so Spain Spain played two games there. Actually, yeah, Spain played two games there. Well, I take it back. Spain only played one game there because they played another game in, in Monterrey. And uh, who was it? The Algeria played two games there. Morocco played it. They scored a fantastic goal against Portugal at the, at the Tres de Marzo. You know, Nessa, Nessa was also a, a World Cup stadium. Oh yeah, it was Nessa Nessa eighty six, right? Yep, yep. That's where uh uh, uh that was uh, Germany played their home base was Gerétaro. And then in Nessa uh Denmark played uh, two games in Nessa, one in, in uh, one in uh, in Querétaro, but Nessa was where Denmark humiliated Uruguay six to one. Kind of like what Club America did to Pumas over the weekend. Hmm. A, uh, a, 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 a a rough uh, a rough humiliation. Yeah, you know it's interesting. All these former um, World Cup stadiums. That no longer would seem fitting, you know. You see them now, and and you'll be surprised that a World Cup was held there. Just how they, some of them match up, you know, to to current to current stadiums. 
3 de marzo es very, very modest. 3 de marzo, man. It's, it's smaller than, for reference, it's, it's way smaller than the, um, than the Home Depot Center. I mean, there's 3 de marzo, there's, there's Nesa Irapuato, uh, hosted games. Uh, France was based in Leon. They played at the, at the, at the, the No Camp. Yeah, but Lucan was pretty big stadium, so I, I mean, you know, props. But Tres de Marzo looks like they look like a college soccer stadium, right? It's like you're, you're going to Elac. It, look, it looks like a USL stadium. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, that, I mean you can watch an A League if you can go watch an A League. I mean, Tres de Marzo is on the campus of UADE, which is a private university. It is. <laughs> That's true. But the Colotes, which is, uh, yeah. I think they disbanded the team, John. I don't, I don't remember. Well, they disbanded, and then they became Coras de Tepic, and now, now I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're either Mineros de, de Zacatecas. Oh, well, I know what happened there. Well, I mean, if they sold the franchise, um, yeah. Yeah, because the Leaños, see, and it goes full circle. <laughs> the Leaño family, it's, it's a pretty wealthy family in Guadalajara. Uh, how wealthy they, they had stock in, uh, in Mex Lube, which was the corporation that at one point, uh, is, is Mex Lube what, what, what America used last night or, or did they? <laughs> It's a lubricant, yeah. But Max Lube and uh, no, Max Lube now is now known as you know uh, Acron. Acron now it's Acron, and uh, which sponsors the Chivas Stadium. But and that's the Lanos, and that, so the Lanos had a stock in 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 the the lubricant, which which was uh, Martin. Uh, which is Martinez Garza, who had the promotora. So they had, they had Chivas for, you know, they, they kind of rented out the club for like a decade. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but the Leaño, so the, the Leaño family pretty much, they, they ran Tecos. They, they kind of, oh, you could say they owned the franchise. Well, they own, they own the university. Oh, they own the, <laughs> it goes even, wow, more. Yeah, wow, the rabbit hole goes deeper. So, so and, yeah. And, and have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of Isla Navidad? No, sir, the no, result? I haven't. Oh, they, them too, huh? Yeah, it's in, uh, it's between Manzanillo and oh. Mazatlán. And Barra Navidad, well, they have a really nice golf course there. They own that oh. too. Well, well, um, Higuera's the guy that bought the franchise. For, for Tecos, because they, they tried relaunching it a few years back as Estudiantes Tecos. No, not Tecos, just Estudiantes, I believe it was. Yeah, well, they, they, they rebranded as Estudiantes when they were still in Liga MX. And, and they uh, look like Harry Potter uniforms. Then, right, and Bioko couldn't, uh, <laughs> couldn't say, Bioko was the last. That's right, they brought, in, they brought in Bioko to try to save them that. I almost forgot that. See, it, it's going full circle, man. Nowhere else, gentlemen, if you're listening, and I listen to, uh, to all the other pods, podcasts, they, they're not taking you as deep into the rabbit hole. Um, 
So yeah, and but but um, just going back to Higuera, he he bought the franchise, so he made it Coras the beak. And when um, Liga MX changed the rules to who qualifies for a first division team, that's when he he's like, oh, I'm out, and he took it to Zacatepec. Uh, right. So that's and when we had that's we had our, our friend of the show Michel Richaud on. Oh, that's right. That's right. We and had him raise life. <laughs> now, when you say, <laughs> but, but wait, John, John, deep, one last the, 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 the one podcast go as deep as what America did to Pumas last night. <laughs> oh man! No, wait, one one last thing before I forget. Leaño is now working at Chivas. Marcel, Marcel, Marcel. Yes, he's there now. So I mean, it's it's you know, it's always the same people there, man. The the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right. And he was the one that uh, that Michel was. He was coaching obviously at Tacatepec, and then, he, then, then yeah. they went to coach at, at Necaxa. He was very. Uh, he was very. Uh, and you know, he was also coaching somewhere else before Necaxa. Well, yeah. Well, his family is obviously pouring money into Chivas right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where some of the income is coming, because uh, Chivas has yet to renegotiate their TV contracts. Uh, but but they've been hard at work at bringing in players, and they're saying he's going to be next in line after Cardoso steps out. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised, man, if. And you know, there's there's even the talk that the club might sell, and and that's always one of the families that oh, you know. Oh, it would be a natural fit. Then they, they move yeah. him over to the Tres de Marzo. And... No, <laughs> it's just the thing. It's just one of the families that's been there that has money, that has the clout. But uh, but yeah, well, goddamn. Well, you know, <laughs> like, of course, you can't forget the greatest defender. In Liga MX history, Cheto Leandro. El Cheto, yes, he would. <laughs> you know, you, you can only you can only wonder how he got his game. It was it was it was a miracle that he was able to stay on the team for as long as he. No, but uh, but 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 remember when when Piojo was at uh, at Estudiantes Tecos, he brought a lot of a lot of big guns to try and save him. Uh, you know, including Ruben Sambuesa. So when Yoko went to Club America, and one of the players he wanted to bring with him was Ruben Sambuesa. The laughter, the ridicule that Yoko endured for for bringing Ruben Sambuesa over from Tecos. And Ruben Sambuesa started off at Pumas before he even went to Tecos. Was 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 insane. And of course, you know the rest is history. Uh, Sambuesa ended up having a, a stellar career. Uh, at uh, Crew America, who won a couple of titles, and uh, you Nopioko know, does not have that luxury, and, and, and he won't have a, a defense as soft as what what Pumas turned into. Um, against Cruz Azul, because that was to me, and when I was watching the Cruz Azul Monterrey game, when Cruz Azul gets the goal that they need in order to advance, I mean, they put that, they put Monterrey, Monterrey, a very talented offensive team, extremely strongest offensive teams of Liga Mekis. They put the clamps on them, something fierce. And Monterrey didn't even get a shot off on goal 
the last half hour. They, they never, they didn't even come close to smelling what the goal mount smelled like at all. And they had no business. So I do believe that defense wins championships, and I think that Texas has a much stronger defense than Cuba Medigani, but that, in my opinion, is what's going to help them. And, and and they have, John, what I was telling Chiquis, I was saying Pelias is the Danny Ocean to America's Bellagio, man. He knows he knows the in and out of that club right. and and he knows Piojo and we should have we should have had the clip. Uh, but there is a clip uh, of Piojo talking about working with Pelias and he says how he would go over the tactics with him. And and Pelayas worked with him not only at Selección, but at America. So, I mean, if someone has a good understanding of how, you know, how someone works of what they like to do, that that's Pelayas, man. If you have that type of intel, you feed it to Caixinha, that's, that's to me, it's pretty invaluable right there. No, it is. Uh, you know, it, he, he knows what his strengths are. He knows what his weaknesses are. He knows the moves that he makes. Now, to Piojo's credit, Piojo has evolved. He has evolved in in the four years since he coached uh, the national team. So, you know, as much as as, as Pelaez does know him, yeah, and, and, and he does know him pretty well. You know, you know, Piojo might be, you know, might have some some tricks up his sleeve as True. well. So we have but, to, you know, but he also knows the players, Yon. And and there's little quirks here, and and we've seen it like in soccer how sometimes, uh, you have like national teams that faced off, and and the players from opposite teams would have played in the same club, and you'll see how the goalie would say, yeah, well my teammate told me that this guy likes to shoot to the right, so I dove to the right when it was his turn, you know, so even little things like that were him knowing. Like the free kick where this guy's most likely to aim or or someone's gonna go for the penalty where they're more successful shooting at you know those are small little details that to me can make a difference you know it's not just that uh, I mean you know I, I I also tend to think that uh, that lady luck um, lady luck is pintado celeste because <laughs> <laughs> Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul missed the penalty against Monterrey. Yeah. And in prior years, that would have been devastating. That would have been the end of it. You know, Lady Makina and Lady Lady Cementera would have been <laughs> would have would have you know you know one crying, one angry, uh, would have been just just absolutely devastated. But uh, but but that same guy, Caraglio, was able to get the was able to get the goal to push him over the top. That is no small feat. I mean, that is, you know, that's why I think that the the, the intangibles, the intangibles favor Cruz Azul. I know that you know people think that America is a heavy favorite. Why they think they're a heavy favorite, I have no idea. Because Cruz Azul has been a better team. They're better defensively. They have a much more uh, uh, I'm gonna say direct attack, but 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 they have a much more balanced attack. They got, you know, just as good as strikers and wingers and everything else. 
uh, you know, they, they, they have a, a young player just like America does that, that, that can do stuff. I mean, it, it, it is balanced. And, and, and I do think that the, uh, no, of course, I would have wanted to see Cruz Azul Pumas, but uh, I'm just as happy with watching a Cruz Azul America. And it should be, uh, it's going to be a Thursday, Sunday. So it should be, uh, it should be very, very entertaining. And I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. It should be a lot yeah. of Yeah. Yeah, Thursday, this Thursday, right? So first. Yeah, sure. And then what? Uh, Saturday or Sunday? Grand, Sunday night. Uh, grand final. The grand final. We will have a new league champion. Now it's not going to be good as the as the grand final we had on Christmas night a few years ago, which is outstanding. What a what a great way. We would be remiss. We didn't mention that, that also this week, Las Super Chivas Rayadas de Guadalajara are going over to the UAE, the Emirates, to uh, play their first game in the Club World Cup where they were playing the Kashima Handlers. Yes. A team that is uh, one, one of the strongest and most traditional of the J-League teams. Anybody that watched Japan in the World Cup knows that the J-League is not to be taken lightly. Uh, I personally don't consider Guadalajara to be a favorite in this game at all. I think I think Ashima Antlers are probably uh, going to be a little stronger than people think. If, I mean, if, if Guadalajara does get by Big accomplishment you know, yeah, you know one thing about the J League. For years, they've invested a lot of money, and they brought a lot of, especially Brazilians. They've taken a lot of Brazilian uh, coaches and managers, and uh, former players. I think even Seco was there for, for a long time. Um, you know, they 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 just. And it's benefit them. It's, it's very similar to how Liga MX for years. Well, I mean, they still do. <laughs> still do it with the Argentines. You know, they they they, they bring in a lot of Argentines uh, in in all levels. A lot of times, fans don't realize just how many more there are. As as you know, they're just off camera. As as just even even as just coaches. Youth coaches or, or goalkeeper coaches and all that. Hola, sin hace madre, Chivas. Vamos América. Oh damn. América está no. You're exactly right. It, was that the same guy that traveled? <laughs> and, and let's not forget, Joel, that uh, in, in, in the last World Cup. Japan was what ten minutes away from knocking out Belgium. I mean, they sh- they should yeah. have won that game. They should have. They just they just. I mean, they were up two zero. Could have scored at least two or three more. I mean, played. And in my opinion, outside of really outside of nobody, I'm going to say it. Japan played the most attractive soccer of the World Cup by far. They they just played a great brand 
of soccer. And, and I think that this is something that, that that's going to continue. I, I think Japan are, are, are at the press. They're kind of like where Mexico has been for the past 30 years. It hasn't taken Japan as long to get there. But they are at the precipice, in my opinion, of becoming a top 10 national team power. Well, and you know the, the same thing that hurts Mexico hurts hurts them is they have to compete in a weak in a weak region. Right. Uh, I would even say it's weaker than Concacaf. Oh, it uh, is. There's no question. So yeah, that's that's hurt them at both club and national team level, which is like. One of the reasons they try to, I mean, are, they're they're playing Copa America, if I'm not mistaken, which they've done in the past, right. at least once in the past they've they've competed, at, which is again the parallels with Mexico, because that was one of the things Mexico knew they had to do was like ultimately we're gonna have to go outside of the confederation if we want to, you know, if we want to test ourselves, go up against the stronger teams. Yeah, I would like Mexico to play Japan on a, on a pretty regular basis, honestly. You know, if you're going to play a Molero, you know, you know, bring Japan, you know, because they'll come. They will happily come. You know, they, they, you know, they have a pretty big fan base in this country, too. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, I'm not saying that Chivas is going to get, like, run off the pitch. But this is not an easy game. You know, no. and, and, and anyone that thinks it's easy just because it's Japan, it's Asia, you know, this is, I mean, it's, Chivas are going to, Chivas have their hands full. And, and frankly, I don't consider them, I personally don't consider them favorites, but I'm not saying that they're massive underdogs. I think it's like a, like a, you know, 57-43. But I, but yeah. I do think that the, that, the, that the Japanese team is, is, is a little strong. And you know how unfortunate is it for for Chivas to you know if they're able to make it to make it past this game instead of drawing River Plate they're drawing Real Madrid and I'm not saying that they beat River Plate but I mean for the first time in in, in the history of, of of this of this newly formatted Club World Cup last year Pachuca gets by their first game. And then they draw, who was it, uh, the Brazilian team? It was, uh, I want to say it's like Porto Alegre. I forget who it was. But anyway, they drew the Brazilian team. And they didn't, they took them to extra time, and the Brazilian team finally won it in in extra time. But, you know, had they drawn, you know, Real Madrid or Barcelona, they're just going to get their asses beat. I mean, it's just, you know, Cruz Azul, Blue America, and uh, they've gotten through. Oh, and Atlante. At, freaking Atlante. Atlante was ahead. They got through the first round, but instead of playing the South American team, they either played Barcelona or, or, or Real Madrid. And it's just, it's, it's just, you know, it, it, it's nearly impossible to ask for them to win that game. But I will say this: I would much rather them have that impossible task to win that game in the final than the semifinal. And the Mexican team just hasn't had that up. They have a much better chance of reaching the final by playing the South American team than they do the European. Team. Yeah, and then and then we have to take into consideration um, 
just River Plate is going to be tired just from all that traveling. Well, sure, but uh, but again, you know, it, it is River Plate. River Plate is 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 is, is a, a very strong South American team and has been for a hundred years. But it's not the River Plate of 1986 or even 1996. I mean, it, it is a River Plate that is you know light years behind how good River, River Plate used to go to the Club World Cup and win it with ease. They would have no problem beating whoever, whoever they put in front of them. They were a really strong team. That's just not the case anymore. I mean, a lot of the uh, South American teams, unfortunately, have really good players that leave when they're 17, 18, 19 years old. Yeah. So they don't even get a chance to, could... to, to, to enjoy the fruits of their, of, of their work. Yeah, they get poached. They get poached at such an early age. It's it has really hurt, you know, that tournament, which is, it continues to provide a lot of talent. Uh, a of lot of the players and coaches that do good end up going to Europe. Uh, so that's, no, I mean, that's it's obviously something right there. Huge, you know, I mean, Argentine players. And, but see, but River Plate, you know, because of that, uh, you know, they've, They've started poaching other South American teenagers for their for their team. I mean, how many players have come out of River Plate that weren't Argentine over the past 10, 15 years? Quite a few. Yeah, they, they started getting Colombianos and then uh, you know, just, Falcao just, was was a River Plate guy. Yeah, Falcao. River Plate and and before Falcao, um, the the one guy before Falcao, he played at the EPL for years. Angel. Uh, el, 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 oh, yeah. Uh, uh, What's his name? Angel? Is, is, is it Juan Carlos Angel? I believe so. Really tall. He, he was brought in to replace Crespo. And, uh, right. You know, and, and Ham, James came out of Riverside. Beto Garcia Aspen. <laughs> he, he, he came out of Pumas, though. Oh, he did. He did. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But, see, but see, that's the guy know, that you know, you led me to well, You know what's wrong with Pumas right now? That. Where, yeah. Where's the next? Beto, Beto Garcia is supposed to come out every two years. Now we get a Gallardo every 10. That's what's wrong with Pumas. Yeah, I, I think you had teams. I, I think once a lot of... A lot of uh, Liga MX team started started investing in youth, and and it sort of started competing with Pumas for the talent. So you had Toluca, um, Pachuca has been one of the big ones, and they're not too far, you know. You America? And, and then, well, they've always kind of sort of done it, but not but not to the yeah. You know, you know, uh, again, yeah. you know, for the for the younger for the younger folk. That, that are maybe they're listening to this podcast for the first time, and uh, I don't, you know, I won't tire myself saying this, but for the better part of thirty years, the I'm not saying that because I'm a Pumas fan. I'm saying it because it's the fact. More yeah. good players came out of Puma 1970 in the year 2000 
than any other team in the league, and it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just the reality. The amount of but, talent. But they got fat on it. Yeah. Yeah, but and I, I think that. They got that's, fat on it. Yeah, the, you know, all these clubs started investing more, and and I guess just Pumas dropped the ball right there where they they needed to now. It was going to be yeah, more expensive to to do the youth compared to before, where they were like that was their main thing, you know. Well, you know, a lot of it, and, and I wish Ron was on because he could you know test to it is that they don't, you know, they had the patronato, which was you know they were underwritten, they weren't sponsored. And, you know, if you go from Banamex to whatever Banco is on your shirt right now, of a, of a name that I, I couldn't tell you what it is, you know, the, you know the, that's, a, that's a pretty big patron that is no longer uh, underwriting your program, which is what Banamex did for many, 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 many years. So... Of course, Banamex is now City Banamex. Uh, what were we talking about, Floyd? Um, we were talking about how River Plate started getting yes, yes, yes. Uh, youth from South America because you know how they've been getting they've been getting uh, pillaged for their talent. Exactly, and, and what it's done, unfortunately, is that it's weakened. Uh, not just Argentina, but, but the majority of South America, and then the and, 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 and a, ter- a tournament that it is imperative for not just you got excuse me, bless you, for, uh, frankly, but for MLS teams to play in as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. It has to. Yeah, the TV money will be a huge boost. Yeah. And, and, and even if it's not the Libertadores, the North American teams and the South American teams have to play in a tournament every day. It has, it has to happen. And, and, and you know, John, it, it's going to come down. Once they have that extra money, they could give these guarantees to their youth players because I know a lot of them would stay. Not not all of them want to leave. and And not all of them that leave end up doing good. A lot of them right. get lost in the shuffle. You know, they just leave because Think they see... Yeah. Think of Mexico. So we have, what, like, there's like 10 guys in Europe. Yeah. Two, maybe three. Out of, out of 10 guys, two, maybe three make it. So there's, what, like 400 Argentines in Europe? So, I mean, so, so how many have gone <laughs> over to try out? Yeah. Like 12, Wait, 13, 1400? Yeah. Yeah, and they get they disappear, man. You won't hear about them again. They end no, up in in Malaysia or, or China third division. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, even those I mean, random Argentines that play in Salvador. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> well, you know who was playing over there was uh, Luis Suarez's brother, uh, a lesser known Suarez. Pepito Suarez. <laughs> he was at, he was at Metapan, yeah. How do I know this? But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, it is unfortunate, but that's why to me, and this is something actually I I, I, uh, I, I give I give full credit to Ron for 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 having the the the, the vision to see how massive a tournament like this would be. If there was a Pan American uh, 
club soccer tournament held in North and South America, it it could rival the Champions League. It could. Yeah, yeah, it would. It would, and, and uh, they would be able to keep players because once there's more money, the club could offer better guarantees to their young talent. Right. Who, who when some of these European clubs come in, you know, from like Ukraine and, and Greece, you know, some of these random places, uh, they'll be more likely to stay and be like, no, I'm, I'm you know, my whole family's here and, and I'm, I'm, I'm making good money. Um, you know, there's always that criticism of why Mexican players don't go abroad. And it's like, because for the most part, they don't have to, you know, right. they're pretty comfortable. Um, and, and I mean, don't leave if there's a good club knocking at your door. I would say you don't have to leave just to make a few extra bucks and you're going to be playing somewhere in Russia or, or, right. or, you know, the Romanian from. league. Yeah. Uh, especially if he does good in the... Hello? 
to a Roma or a, or a Valencia. And you, yeah. But it's going to cost... Gonna, America is not going to let them go for 13. No. They'll let them go for 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Jimenez left for 25. So... So let's let's round it out to thirty. <laughs> thirty. Yeah. I mean, with 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 his age. What is his role special? He's got no look gold Hello? He sort of he sort of cut out. I couldn't hear this time. When was the time you saw a player? score a no-look goal the way that Lightness scored last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... A no-look... Not, not Magic Johnson no-look pass for a basket. A, he wasn't looking at the goal shot went in. That's pretty good. So this brings us up a comparison to Alexis Alexis Vega, who's just a few, uh, just a little bit older, but he went to Chivas, of course, for I don't know how much, uh, and a, and a lot of people are complaining about him not going to Europe. So I don't I don't see Alexis Vega yeah, doing was there, huge things. What was there any offer from Europe? I don't remember hearing anything from any club. I mean, some of these fans are just. You know, it's ridiculous. What would you just go? Was he supposed to just take the next bus down there? <laughs> well, well, look at the you stats, know? though. I mean, he he's older than than Linus, but look at the stats. He's got he scored six goals, I believe. No, no, no but the whole the whole complaint of he he didn't go to Europe. It's like it's not like there was a bunch of clubs, you know, waving the check or or willing to take him over. To, yeah, so I'm to wondering take him why to their clubs. So just because of youth, there's going to be a bunch of clubs wanting Linus, who scored. I, I believe he scored less goals than Vega did this season. Yeah, but, but Linus, but Linus's role isn't to score goals. I mean, it's nice that he scores them, but Linus is attacking. Linus is a classic. Yeah, so I said attacking midfielder, I guess. Uh, partly because of, or, or he's on the wing, I guess. Partly because of the the, the lineup that America has with, uh, or even, uh, well, he he would sub in a lot for uh, for what's his name, who's pretty much a, a straight striker. So, so he's not a target type of scorer, but he is a scorer. He is a forward. Well, I mean, I, I mean, he does score goals, but what I'm saying is that he's not, you know, he's he's not that full-on goal-scoring striker. I mean, he he defends. He actually defends pretty well, and and you know he 
in, in the defending third. He yeah, I wanna, back pretty far. I'll, I'll see it. I want to see it to believe it because I, I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of uh, a bunch of hype around Alexis Vega going to Chivas. I wouldn't be surprised if he does nothing at Chivas. If he gets worse even at, well, at Chivas. Well, the, the hype, the hype is because he he scored some really nice goals, and there is almost very little, very few Mexican strikers. You you know, there's just not that many. So, in any kid that shows potential right away, you know, there's a hype train. We saw it with Google for a while, and, and, you know. And don't think, don't think it didn't happen in other places. Andy Carroll, Andy freaking Carroll went for like 150 million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not. I would like to see. I would like to see if he if. If Linus does go to Europe, I would like to see him go straight to a, a, a big team, not to a uh, a Dutch team, not to a PSV, but to a straight. It's the only way he goes to Europe is if he goes to one of those teams. Because Club America gets more money playing Linus at Club America for three years than if Porto offers him six million pounds, you know, six million dollars or six million euros for or whatever it is. But if uh, give me like a like a like if Tottenham let's say comes in and offers fifty million. Oh yeah. But if uh, you know a Valencia or a Sevilla, somebody like that, Roma I don't know if I want him going to EPL. EPL has a bunch of uh, miasgas on over there. <laughs> but but I I think I think EPL could easily like buy him. Yeah, but, 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 but it is, they're not going to pay again. If Linus goes to Europe, he ain't going for ten million because Club America can make that with him. Yeah, and Club America, he's going to go for forty or fifty. Yeah, that's the only way he goes. Yeah, man, he's in line to be their next squad demo. Why would they? Why would they just throw that away? It's not like they have three more in the, you know, lined up. You know, they might not have a player like that for the next twenty, thirty years. Um, but but I think, like I think in La Liga, they they're more likely to want a player with a like EU passport. Where I think, uh, I think. Um, not so much in the EPL where they'll be more concerned with if he's, they have that one rule, they have to be like a national team player, which right. I think he's, he's gonna easily meet that qualification. But, but, um, he's, of the big leagues, I'll say that's, that's one of them. That's the one that would easily could pay for him and take him and, and it wouldn't be so much of an issue. Let's not pretend that their you know, things are roses there right now. 
I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but I, I can't hear John. He, he cuts off. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. Cheekies. Yeah, he's been, he's been your off your a connection, bit. it cuts you off, and, and I could only hear like one or two things, and then it trails off. Here's a question I just saw on Picante uh, Twitter. What is what is the question? Lay it lay it on us, Chiki. So <laughs> crazy, man. Does Fuel America uh, will it be better than River Plate Polka Juniors? Say <laughs> what? Will the Cruz Azul America final be as good as or better than River Plate Boca Jr.? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. I mean, it, it could. Only it could if Brick be. is thrown through a. Only if Brick and. <laughs> through the window. No, <laughs> no, come on. We shouldn't downplay our own tournament. Um, <laughs> need to see some antics, man. Yeah, I saw um, Martin, man, our good friend. Martin del Palacio triggered some people. He was talking about just he he called it he called the Libertadores final a poor quality match. He said something that it's at the level of the mid to low table La Liga teams. And uh yeah, it was had quite the reaction. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> No, I, I think we've seen we've seen some some really good games, and and I'll say um, that America game. Um, and, and I had some friends from South American friends; they were just raving about that game, and I was a little bit jello, you know, because it, it was America, and they were they were talking about the the one game where the where the goalie, um, you know, Torta Munoz, he, he he scores like last minute, and sometimes that was one of the best games I've ever seen. Uh, so yeah, I, I think. Like, it might not have that sort of hype, you know, like internationally, but uh, like overall, I think the talent that, that's there, I, I do think they could they could do a really entertaining match at a yeah, good I think, level. I think what's, what's really key to this matchup is that neither team can afford or wants to lose to the other team. Oh, no. America, no. America does not want to lose to a Cruz Azul. And Cruz Azul well, does not want to does not want to be subcampeon, and no, so I think there's going to be some heated. Like you were talking about Pumas going out like oh. and making sandwich for America. That's not going to happen here. There's going to be <laughs> I think there's going to be some uh, <laughs> there's going to be some oh, blows thrown. Well, you know, yeah, because one America uh, they haven't. I mean, what is it? If I'm not mistaken, they haven't won the league title since their centenario, and I think that's that's something it's they've been. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, so they have not won it since, so, and that's they wanted to celebrate with a centenario win, uh, which is something. America, 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 America. <laughs> so, he, America. <laughs> yeah, and 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 um, but they do have, you know, they've established that dominance over Cruz Azul, where it's like to get to the final and to lose. You know, after dominating that one team for so long, that would just be something else. Um, 
So, so, but, but I think, uh, I'm with John America, uh, Cruz Azul is too, they're doing, which, hey, they had, that was, that was the game, right? Um, that was the game that, that America won, right? It was with Piojo. They beat Cruz yes. Azul. That was, yeah, that's the, that's like the rematch right there. And well, it's the, Piojo, the, right? The auto goal that, uh, Americanistas claim was Moises Munoz. Oh, but he did run up. He, he did, yeah, cause I was still in Chiqui, so I had a lot of friends, some of my South American friends, and, and they were talking about that game, how it was very exciting and one of the best games they've seen. You know? Uh, no, it should be, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Cruz had that game one, and they scored his two goals there at the You know, the, you know, the, the miracle goal that Moises Munoz scored that, you know, went off of, I think it was, uh, Beltran, and uh, you know it goes to a ninety degree angle into, into the goal, and somehow that's that's not an auto goal or whatever. Talk to Johnny Rico; he'll want to erect statues of Moises Munoz until he uh, <laughs> plays poorly. No one can tear the statues down. But I mean, that's all him, though. Like, how, how? What's the probability of a goalkeeper getting it even on goal off a header? So even I've seen if so. Score us. He, he, he did that too. In a, actually, it was against Estudiantes. He, and, he scored uh, the uh, the late winner. Yeah, and Calero, no problem, Calero it. did it to Chivas in in a. I think it was a semifinal. Right. Calero, yeah, Miguel Calero for Pachuca. Yeah, I'll give that to Munoz though, even though it's deflected. Dude, it I'm, I'm gonna give it to him too. Was, I'm, I'm gonna be. No, Mamet. His header <laughs> he, is nowhere near going toward goal. But he, well, hit, yeah, but he hit it. it, was, it he was, put it, was, it in it motion. Going, it was going on goal, but uh, Chuy Cronona would have, would have blocked it. But it was still it was still like a good shot. Well, um, I mean, if he doesn't run up, if he doesn't take that shot, then that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know? He, he, I have to give him credit for that. I don't like he took that risk. <laughs> no, I mean, it's still it's still an on goal, but I still have to give him credit because he, he. Well, you give him credit, yeah. but don't give him credit for the goal. Oh, give him credit for making a play, but not for the goal. Well, that was a deflection, like. Uh... Yeah, a deflection that that that, that went in the opposite direction. But like of, if it, of, of where he headed the ball. No, Unless if you're going to tell it, me it, that it, it, went, it didn't go in the opposite, it didn't go in the opposite direction. It totally did. Okay, it was going. It was going straight to the bottom right corner, and right. then instead it went to the top right corner. Left corner, exactly. Left corner. So, so think... it was. It was. It was. It was. There was no way. It was just, there's no way. Well, that's just like that's just like the uh, those those shots that are like racing on the on the on the grass level, and a guy just blocks it, and it goes instead of going to the goalie, it goes to the left side of the goalie. Those are still counted as goals. They're not own goals, but it's a deflection. So I think it's it's similar. It's pretty much. Let me let me watch this thing again. I'm gonna call BS. <laughs> Joel, is it true that the Leaños own part of the check stop here? The, that we're about to stop on to get my watches. <laughs> In my, I don't know. Their influences have pretty far reach. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. There's a check stop in West Texas and Zapopan. Could be the, the Leaños, man. Yeah. 
Well, we're going. Yeah, but but it, it is the last. It was the last final. No, I'm sorry. America won one more final. They beat Tigres the the following year in 2014. But this is a rematch of that of that last uh, final. Yeah, same. same. By the way, it's a prank. What happened? Over in the old country, has 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 started going on a, on a little goal scoring flurry, and uh, you know, I think that he's back to being healthy. It shouldn't surprise anybody, but. Uh, our friend uh, Chicharito is the Gold Cup. The Gold Cup on fire. He scored. He scored. He almost. He almost outscored every team in the Gold Cup of Mexico by himself. He was one goal away from doing. It. And let's face it, it's not like. You know, strikers are pulled out of the ground like a like a lovely agave plant. All over Jalisco and Mexico, they are few and far between. They need him. Tata Martino is going. Thank God. You know, I, I, at least for my first test, I'll have someone I can rely on. Is, is he gonna is he, is he gonna play for the is he gonna play in the Gold Cup? Is he gonna be a swan song? I would say yeah. I think he's still got some uh, some game in him, especially yeah, a Gold Cup type of. It. Yeah, so. Cheeky, I've been, I've been making some stops at the at the check stop here. Yeah, I'm coming up here on here in West uh, here in a little bit. Should I? Uh, should I keep the tradition going? Should I keep the tradition alive, Cheekies? Yeah, I get it. Well, let me ask you have, you, have you ever, have you ever stopped? Stop? Yeah, I've, I've done it once. Just because of you, because because uh, of all the hype, I uh, I decided, okay, let me intentionally stop and well, try it, it out. Live up to the hype? It was it was it was okay. We have a place, uh, a donut place here in Kyle. The, the kolaches are really good, so I thought the uh, it was okay. It didn't live up. All right. What kind of what, what kind of kolache did you get? Uh, it was the I don't know if it was jalapeno, but it was the the cheese, the cheese right. and hot dog kolache. Now you now you have you have excessively high standards for players, particularly Mexican players. I'm starting to see that you have excessively high standards now for kolaches. Yeah, maybe maybe we were in a rush or something. I think we had uh, like a pastry also, which wasn't too too great. But I like kolaches. The kolaches that are here over in Kyle are are just simple. I don't like them too fancy, um, and they're smaller. So I think I like them a little bit smaller and better. But but it was good. It was on our way to actually to UFC, so we were sort of in a hurry. But yeah, we grabbed some. You take your family to UFC chickens. Oh, it was just my wife and myself. Does she get into it? Does she scream and yell and hope that blood gets sprayed on her and she just loves it? 
<laughs> no, she she enjoys it. She likes it. She uh, yeah. So we, we watch you, it together. Watching my wife watch boxing is is just it's 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 like she becomes a different person for oh, really? an hour. Oh, she just gets she gets Did really you? into it. Just like 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 she was a big fan of Oscar that I Did you guys watch the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight? No, I'll tell you the best the best fight I've ever seen. And, and, and I don't think there's any, I mean, at least that I've seen with my own eyes, that there's, there's no no fight even comes close was the first Tyson Holyfield fight. Oh, yeah. It was out of the familiar, but it was it was a beat down from start, both of them from start to finish. I mean, that was a street fight. I mean, usually heavyweights, you know, they, they, they hug more than punch. Always. You know, it's, it's like a, you know, they, they, they just squeeze each other to love fence. These guys just beat the snot out of each other for like like nine round whatever it was. Uh, Holyfield finally got him there. Yeah, uh, I've never to so this. That was like twenty years ago. I've never seen a fight. Although there was a series, Cheekies, on uh, HBO. They had what they were there Saturday night. It was it was uh, Gallo against somebody. Like three of them, and those were also knockdown drag guys. Like all three of them, and you know by the end of it, the guys are. You know, they've become friends or whatever. It's like, oh, man, you know, thank you so much for beating the hell out of me. Both of them are just so, so happy and ecstatic. To, to I mean, they ended up just, you know, being, I mean, how, how can you not, you know, become, you know, bonded in some way after, yeah. after that? They had three really good ones, too. But, yeah, but that, that Tyson Holyfield fight always sticks out. So, so I'm sure that uh, your wife probably would have enjoyed that, too. Yeah. She doesn't like boxing. He's explaining to me but... why don't they why don't they clean the blood off the, the off the mat between rounds? What what the hell? That's, oh, they that's do. Nasty. They do clean yes. it. They do. They disinfect it. They clean it up, and I mean, they can't well, clean out the stain, but they do. They because it you know it just stains the canvas, but they do disinfect it and clean up the the blood. Just a, just a, just a stain is left behind. Well, they do it between fights, but not between rounds. Oh, between rounds. It's gross, dude. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's too, there's not enough time to do that. That no, is we're all nasty. It's all it's all good. They're all healthy. They they take their tests, I guess. <laughs> or even when they're I fighting, bet. man. Like they're, over the weekend, they were fighting and they're, and they're like wrestling each other with blood from both fighters. You know, just mixing all around. It's it's normal, I guess. Yeah, that's very normal behavior. Oh, did I miss my exit? Uh, uh, yeah, go I'm, I'm disappointed. You're, you're very high standards. You know, I've, I've been eating them for a long time, so I don't know. I'll give it another to me, try. To me, if I'm getting a kolache, if I'm not getting it at the check stop, why bother? That, that's why I should. I should, uh, I should periscope when I get yeah. there for, from a, for a, for a uh, yeah I, I, I cannot deal with with, with uh, but I did a, I did an MMA fight a few years ago and, and like the, the big main event they've been you know promoting it you know out of the five fights whatever it was it was like the, the absolute super duper big one it lasted like eight seconds because one of the fighters accidentally got narded and I mean, it was terribly like like a knee, just a really rough way of doing it, and he and he couldn't fight anymore because he was just like totally 
it was completely accidental. But those, I mean, the, the, the other fighter was equally as devastating. But yeah, oh, it wow. just, I, I felt so bad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're going to finally, you know, get these on TV. He's going to have a chance for, you know, a much more, a, a really decent payout. And he gets narded within the first 10 seconds of the fight. And he was down for the count and he couldn't do anything about it. Oh, like, yeah, so he was, the other guy wins, and but the other guy was like, you know, and he was like, you know, yeah, I didn't want to win that win. way. But he said, said, and I will, so, you know, hopefully we'll be able to, you know, to, to, to settle this fair and square sometime. But I thought that was really cool. Boca Juniors wins this. Copa Libertadores. That was, you know, I'm I'm so embarrassed for them because it's like, like it, it just shows me that they had no confidence in their own players to win to win a game at the, at the moment. That that is just pathetic. Uh, I think that you have to resort to the the, the the gigantic maze of bullshit that they created in order to not have to play them. Shame on them. That's a, that's a South American trend. Like you see, Luis Suarez biting people. Doing whatever he, he whatever dirty tactic he does, um, because you know he's. I mean, he's got talent, and everything, but it's it's some something, some feeling deep down that he knows he's not going to win. They're not going to win, so he needs to resort to that type of thing. Or like Tyson, like Tyson Holyfield, he knew he wasn't going to win, so what does he do? He bites his, the guy's ear off and stuff, right? Because <laughs> he's just so frustrated because he needs to do whatever he can to win. Um, but yeah, that's Boca. Book, uh, you know, they, they needed to try whatever. When I went to the uh, the soccer game at the LA Coliseum with Joel, that's when Joel was losing an argument. I can't remember who he was talking to, but he was losing an argument with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm bit his bit his ear in half and then spit the earpiece right in his face and walked away. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> Uh, Where's Coel? Do we lose Coel? No, I'm, I'm here. That was Coel and his food's gone wild days. <laughs> I don't know. Wrestling <laughs> <laughs> oh, with uh, fellow press people. So how do you guys see the first match playing out? They both will be at the Azteca. So how how do you guys see the first the first game between Cruz Azul and America? Go ahead, Chikis. I have I have no idea. I I mean I'm gonna have to go with my initial thing that I said. I think of, uh, before Liga started, I'm gonna I'm gonna say America wins, even though, like I was telling Joel, yeah, I I want and I think uh, Cruz Azul deserves. It would be awesome for them to win. Uh, um, the, my I the, initial my initial prediction was America. So I'm gonna have to say America somehow pulls it out, uh, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, unless if some miracle happens, Joel, uh, the, the the first leg is gonna do nothing but but just set up the second one. I think it'll be if anybody wins, it'll be by la minima, whether it's two one or one zero. But it wouldn't shock me if it ends up one one or two two. Or even zero zero, I do think that the you know the first leg is going to do nothing but just serve up the uh, serve up the second. I, mean, I have stopped at the check stop, so I will be give me like five minutes. I'm going to go get my uh, 
my my delicious my delicious non cheeky approved cheeky's approved kolaches. I'll be right back. <laughs> no, I feel I feel the same way as John. I I think uh, first game they're gonna fill each other out, and then we the second one will be the, the main where they're gonna go all out. But I, I do think they they'll try to get at least the minimum advantage. But I, I don't think any team is going to go for the kill. Like at least not right off the bat. The bat. That makes sense. So they're not going to risk. They're not going to risk conceding a goal. They're going to try to be well ordered on the defensive. And if an opportunity on the offense comes up, they'll take it. But. I guess they're yeah. gonna play play not to lose. <laughs> yeah, just overall more cautious. Yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah, but but I I do think uh, it it will be intense. You know, regardless, I, I think it will be very intense. There's a lot at stake, and uh, both teams know it, and the players know it, coaches know it, everyone knows it. Um. Just, just because the long history between both teams, and and the rivalry and and crosstown rivalry and same stadium, so it's a lot. It's a lot riding in on this. Yeah, I got a lot of uh, like I got family and friends that are Cruz Azul fans. They're coming out of the woodwork, man. They're showing, <laughs> they're showing, they're showing their support. They're they're getting excited for this uh, final. Yeah. So. Which which we need to reach out to uh, to Jason. He's been MIA. He did leave to Malaysia. He might be able to pick up a signal. And uh, yeah, 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 Jason, a good friend, Jason, big Cruz Azul fan. He stuck with them through thick and thin. And kind of sucks for him now that you know Cruz Azul is finally doing good. He has an, I, I'm pretty sure he has a hard time keeping up with, with the games. But, uh, would have liked to know his, uh, what his thoughts are. Yeah, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's happy. But, uh, yeah, I, I see him, uh, like traveling all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's living over there. Um, so I don't know, I don't know when he's when he's due back. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it, man. Um, I yeah. guess we we just wait for Yon uh, in his Kalasha report. But yeah, football wise, we we pretty much hit all the subjects we had. Um, there's probably just transfer rumors. There's a one Tigres guy, I believe Sosa, that was uh, former Pumas. There's talk that he might return back to the Seu. Did you hear about that, Chiquis? No, I didn't. That, no. that, would, that would be good. I, didn't, I haven't okay. heard that. But yeah, I, I was I was hearing some uh, America stuff, but yeah, I didn't hear oh. I didn't hear about that one. Yeah. Oh, so uh, yeah, it would be uh, Ismael Sosa. Um, Chuko. So, um, he didn't seem to get as many games. 
he only played five games. Right. So um, there was talk of him returning, returning back to Pumas. So that's that's something you know that would be yeah. a good pickup for them. What what would you say Pumas needs to to continue or or you know to remain competitive because a lot of teams going into next season, which what John said it starts in what two weeks he said. <laughs> I, I think they're going to uh we might see some some spending. Uh comp- especially more compared to last to last transfer window. Uh and yet, you know, Chivas already they they're already talking about they they already brought in three players. Uh Mier, Vega and Villapando and, and and Cardoso was saying that they're still going to bring two more, two to three more, oh. you know. Yeah, so I, I do think a lot of teams will be reforzándose pretty good. Uh, what what would you say Pumas needs? Or I who would you like to see in Pumas? Um, I think they need a midfielder, someone to connect the defense to the offense a little bit better. Um, I was just looking at the some on Twitter and a name came up, but I, like Osvaldito Martinez, I don't know if that is even possible. To, but that's that type of player would be something that I think uh, Pumas would need. Their offense uh, with that Gonzalez dude and uh, and then Chavo Alustiza. Yeah, I think this is okay, but I think the midfield needs to be a little bit better. And then um, I'm surprised the defense is doing as well with uh, with the aged uh, Barrera, but maybe like on the defense and midfielder uh, midfield ends. Would you like so another the, goalkeeper? No, I mean I think he's still okay. He's, I don't. I think he just good. had a bad. Yeah, I think he's, he's still good. Had he just bad, had a bad game. A bad game. So here's here's a report on Ismael Sosa. It says he would not renew with Tigres. Uh, Pachuca and Pumas are options. So Chuco is not happy with the very few minutes he has at Tigres. And um, he's already made up his mind to leave in December. So he won't not be renewing his contract. Um, yep. Yeah, the other thing that I saw on uh, Twitter just now was, uh, and this is just like purely talk and rumors, was... Uh, Henry Martin and Oribe leaving, and maybe a Bocelli coming in. I, I know you talked about Bocelli going to Cruz Azul, but a Bocelli to America? No, no, no. I, I didn't talk about him going to Cruz Azul. I said that he's oh. the type of uh, transfer that oh, Pelayas would probably go yeah. after because he likes players that he, he's gone after known commodities. Like if, if you know, yeah. it's, it's one thing he did at America, and it's, it's something he did at Cruz Azul where he. He sees what players do good in the league, and he goes after those players. He, he doesn't really go and bring someone from abroad. He'll he'll get someone from that's done really good, and and just Boselli with the problems he was having at Leon, yeah. you know, I, I think he would he would be an option, uh, probably in the radar. Um, yeah, and, and that, as, that, that as, was an 
Henry Martin, I don't know, man. I'll be surprised if they let go of Henry Martin. Or even Peralta, I heard Peralta going to Atlas. Okay. So, yeah. And and I could see it just because of Marquez, you know? They're they're both probably from Selección, probably calling it in as a favor. Hey, come come over here, man. We need we need all the help we can get. Is John yeah. back? Is he I'm got back. his Kolachi fix? I'm all, I'm okay. All up. okay, well, we were closing it up with transfer talk because, as you said, the league is going to start up pretty soon. And I'm telling Chiquis, I'm expecting more spending than the previous. In the, in the previous transfer window, I could see some teams opening up the coin purse. Uh, you know, Chivas already got three players. Uh, they're, they're talking about bringing in two or three more. Mm, and then I, I told Chiquis about Ismael Sosa. He might be coming back to Pumas. Uh, Thank Pachuca, God. Pachuca might get in the way. So that's, that's something there. Um, and then I, I expect Cruz Azul. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to get rid of Carterucho Quemado just because he hasn't. I think he's a player that they could replace and, and they wouldn't, you know, they, nothing of value would be lost. Uh, I, I don't think he lived up to the hype. Um, at least what they were expecting, given how in Argentina he was, you know, pounding them in. Um, but I, I, I so I, I could see Cruz Azul and, and I was telling Chiquis, just going off of Pelaez, maybe Boselli would probably be one of their options. Just because he likes, you know. He likes proven uh, guys. Prove, and there's also Furchazo, you know, Santos. Well, Furchazo and, probably go to, Furchazo's going to go to America because that's where okay. Santos strikers go. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, but, but you, you know, knowing Pelaez, he, he's probably would be one of his, you, you know, targets. Um, so yeah, um, um, so teams are gonna, we should start seeing already a, a lot of movement in the transfer window with teams starting to prepare for next season. For, yeah, for next, for the next tournament. And Marco Fabian will come back to Mexico and he will be Puma. That's my, that's my big, uh, big prediction. Oh, very good. Oh man, you, you really think Marquito Fabian? Yep, it's exactly what they need. He needs a landing spot. You know, uh, Chivas won't pay. No, because, no, no. Because Marquito, you know, costing. It's a good spot for him, and, and it's a position of need for for Pumas, and it's and it's a spot where Marquito can have fun and enjoy himself and be a mentor to the younger players. It, I, I, it's a it's a win win for everybody. I, I see. I I really do see, and and I was talking about uh, mal My prediction was after the World Cup, we were going to see. Uh, more Mexican internationals in MLS. I, I had it at five. 
So, because there was already three, the, the Dos Santos and Vela, and I expected at least two or three more to come back, Peralta being one of them. Um, but but I do feel that uh, Cheech and even Fabian, they would they would land over here. They're just paying that much more money. I, I do feel that the the league here would pay that that much more. I, I know I know some of the League MX can easily equal that, but but I do feel the players would, especially some of them that they lived abroad would, some of them would just just stay and and live. They they don't like some of the, you know, just some of the things that's going on in Mexico. And and we do have um, Dennis the close man. He he. He did jump ship. He's no longer with La Selección. He was getting us some nice games against Europeos or Europeos, how I sometimes hear it said. <laughs> uh, that kind of sucks. Uh, but he's he's with the gals, man. And so I, I do think he's going to make a strong push to bring in to bring in the Seleccionado. Hopefully not a quemado, like uh, no, nope. like dos antros. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't think he was quemado when he arrived, man. Um, you look at you look at his stats, and it was insane. Every game, he would either score or give an assist or both. And yeah. then he just all of a sudden he just fell off the radar, and it'll be interesting to know, like, hey, what you know, what's going on? What happened, man? What what you know? Because Sometimes there's the extra cancha things that happen that affect the players. It's, it's so many things that could be going on in his life that they could have affected him, and, and you know, it, it went into his his play. You know, like Neri, that that's what happened with Neri. It's yeah. not like he lost his talent, but but him losing his parents, and and then the problems with his wife. You know, that just turned off the flame for him so with Gio who knows man maybe his dog got run over or something <laughs> that's what I was about to say his, his lap dog got his, his lap dog got his passed lap, away or his pelagatos <laughs> something happened dude so, some girl probably chewed him up and spit him out so, something happened man some, something happened and uh, when, yeah when cause he brought his brother not that hey dude his brother's there Slatan is there what what more do you need to, to light a fire in your ass? And and nothing, man. Nothing. I heard they were going to send them to the to the timbers or something. So I, I don't know. I really don't know what's going on with you. Yeah. All righty. Uh, yeah. Creo que hasta aquí llegamos, chiquis. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, yeah. thanks for coming on. Thanks, John, for coming on and... Uh, as always, bringing in your insight. Enjoy your colache. Yeah, it's colache. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, I'll have this if, uploaded if to still, iTunes. If they're still listening, <laughs> yeah, I think I think they dropped off. Firm, firm, and hopefully we're on the chat. Who? They, they actually had uh, firm and firm oh. sixty-five and Josue. They, oh, announced, they announced I... us on the Mexican soccer show that they said Cantina MX is on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on the chat, <laughs> on the I, Mexican soccer show chat. I, I, I like, usually, 
I forgot to check, man. I like to do that. I like I like to jump in the chat to see and then contribute. But I, uh, se me olvidó, man. Yeah. I was I was a bit hyped. I was a bit yeah. hyped. All right, man. Thanks. For, thanks for coming on. I'll have this stuff uploaded tomorrow, and we'll see you guys right. next time. Chavos. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. We will we'll probably try to do in game, if not after the game, to give uh, reactions and all that. Oh yeah, and Saturday morning. Wake, uh, don't forget Saturday to wake morning. up. Saturday morning cartoons, all oh, orally. No, Saturday oh, morning, okay. sa- Saturday morning, uh, goat cartoons, uh, go, man. That's Saturday the, morning that's a... used to be, uh, Soul Train, WWF Superstars, and, uh, He-Man and Smurfs. Oh. That was, that was the Saturday lineup, man. So that's, that's a Chivas, <laughs> that's a Chivas match, though, man. That's a Chivas that's... match. <laughs> they're, playing, right, they're, they're playing Antuna or whatever that team is. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right there. The, the Andlers. Oh. Club World Cup. I see that, yeah. Okay. Late. Signing off.